Welcome once again to No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing, the No Means No podcast, where or, uh, I guess No Means No centered podcast, where three idiots are trying to uh, oh. unadvisedly find the best No Means No song of all time, which is impossible. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. These clowns I'm, are... Uh, I'm Matthew. There's one. This is Michelle, and I've never yep. said the word Pantheon until right now. Three heads, <laughs> one brain. Three heads, one brain. The Cerberus of idiocy. I love it. All mm. right. Well, listen, you made it back, everybody. Uh, I'm super grateful to the terrible machine this week. It's given us a bit of a, a, a oh, lighter break. lift. Um, it's a bit of a break. I'm actually kind of looking forward to this just because I don't have a Sophie's Choice in front of me. I'm not ripping a baby mm. in half and eating its entrails. Mm. Uh, love all the songs, as I do every No Means No song, but boy, it's nice to not be dreading this and feeling like the sort of Damocles. Well, exhale. Yeah. Give Trepan me. All well, right. Um, two of them are covers, weirdly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't know Canada. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. There's a lot I don't know about those songs. So, as you all know, dear, dear listeners... Um, we're going to start off with, uh, some libations. Uh, I'm gonna get mine out of the way. I'm not interesting tonight, really same as always, although I do have some tea also, or some chai, but of course I got my little snifter of a Marniac, not a deep mm. pour, but that, that golden, golden liquid. Our libations before the bilations. <laughs> mm. And, uh, how about you, Michelle? I picked up a beer that I got when I first moved into town and I hadn't had it in a while so I'm going to try it again after about a year and a half the Kulshin Brewing Company Transporter oh Oh, nice and this I guess it's a porter porter. nice (laughs) excuse me it's tasty nice well no widget 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 free no widget in that all right I'll try to make it through a week I gotta remember to pour it correctly or I'll be wearing it (laughs) <laughs> nice. Oh, shit. <laughs> she did I not. Forgot, I forgot to turn the glass. The narrator oh, says she did not pour it correctly. Now I'm doing um, all right. Doing all right. I think all right, Matthew, um, a- this is the first episode that we've recorded since I have the beer fridge. Because we had, uh, yeah, we had nice. uh, <laughs> fridge trouble. And I bought a small little uh, mini fridge to keep things that would kill us if we uh, left them in our uh, malfunctioning fridge. And it's now out here with me in the in the garage, along Excellent. with the well, old malfunctioning fridge, which is now functioning. And that's a whole other story. Well, but anyway, a lot of fridges in here. Out of that, what are you going to pull out of that magical dorm fridge Well, for us? you know, it's a very, very <laughs> Victoria-centric episode. And weirdly enough, mm-hmm. I actually don't have any Victoria beers, which is really unusual. <sighs> not a one. Not a fucking sausage. But, Birth um, certificates out. So I reckon... <laughs> This one from Breakside, it is a passion fruit sour ale, and it's from Portland, Oregon. We're going to reject this one because it's not Canadian. It's not. And today is Canada's focused, man. You got to have a fucking Canada. So we can't can't do that. Right out. Out. I wouldn't do it anyways. That sounds terrible. No, it's really good. It's passion passion fruit flavor. Sounds delicious, actually. Yeah. 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 This is a Dagrad 6%. Uh, It is a... Lacto fermented Abbey style double with Ooh. Montmorency cherries. This is from um, Dagger Daggerad Brewery Fumagency? in uh, Burnaby, BC. 
which is ah. uh, just right, about, well, not very far from me. Yeah, that's where I've Rob lives, there. is Burnaby. Yeah, I've been there. Blair used uh, to live in Burnaby. I don't know where he lives now. I got the uh, Whistler Brewing Company Winter, Winter Dunkle. And Dunkle? Dun- yeah, Dunkle. Dunk- Dunk- I think Dunkle? it's just a Dunkle? dark beer with orange flavor. Dunkle? Ooh, orange flavor. That sounds really fucking good. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm voting for that middle one, though. The middle one? The, yeah, uh, what do you think, the Michelle? Bung, the bunghole? And I have, I think I think there's one more. This one's from Chilliwack, oh. BC. And actually, we've had some really, really fucking fucked up weather here lately. Yes. And uh, out towards, um, <laughs> this is from Old Yale Brewing, Brewing Company in Chilliwack, BC. Um, and the, the highway between Hope, where um, uh, invasives originally are from, and Agassiz, which is right next to Chilliwack, um, there are two landslides and there were 250 people stranded between the landslides and had to be um, oh, evacuated with military helicopters. Um, and so this oh, is shit. the old Yale Brewing Company, the Sasquatch Stout Coffee, Chocolate, and Mystery. And um, oh, I have oh, a feeling oh, the uh, uh, the First Nation oh, out there it. is helping people out. And I hope that the Sasquatch is also helping people out out in the woods Me outside too, of Agassiz. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this is my, this is what I, I hope it. you guys will let me go for. Yeah, I'm going to go for this. Oh, do that's, it. Do that's it. my vote right 100%. there. 100%. All right. I love, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Bigfoot guy. So that's. Uh, that's and right. hopefully yeah. by the time that people are listening to this, then all that horrible shit will be wrapped up. But right now, yeah, uh, no Vancouver is cut off by road from the rest of Canada. All of the highways Jesus. leading into other parts of the country are uh, shut off by landslides mm-hmm. and floods and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like if mm-hmm. I wanted to drive somewhere else, I'd have to go through the States. <laughs> oh man. Right now. Shit. Yeah. Well, wow. good luck everyone up there. And yeah, again, hopefully by the time this actually goes live, all of that has been more yeah. or less resolved. I hope your basements are dry and your families are safe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a rough one. They there was a lot of flooding here today. They closed I five in both directions last night because wow. of of because of the uh, landslides coming down and cars stranded and closed schools yesterday. It was nasty. Shoot, shoot. nasty. Yep. Yeah. Fuck. If it's not anyway. one goddamn thing, it's another. When it rains, it pours. Uh, well, that's what the, you know. What they say. Oh, yeah. sorry. Um. Out of my kitchen All ceiling right. and onto my refrigerator. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> our first pair up here is... Weird. So weird. Weird. But listen, and, and I'm, without giving... Well, it's, it's not like I'm going to give anything away, but the two pairings, and I love it when the thing does this, are so strangely mirrored. It's so fucking weird yeah. how the two pairings have so much in common with each other. And I, yeah, I don't know how this happens. But anyway, our our first pairing is the double V's. We've got Victory. Many people right now have just stood up and cheered and yelled yeah. and pumped their fist. Versus, quick listener, what's the other No Means No song with a V? Little trivia. What is it? It's Victoria. And first. this is a random script I wrote. Yep, it's a random script. We did not choose this. And, no. and uh, to give the details, Victory... Small parts isolated and destroyed. Uh, it was the opener on side two. This is off 1998. Of course, many of us know it from the day everything became isolated and destroyed. We most of us, or many of us, at least, didn't get to hear it on final or didn't. We heard it on the CD, but it was on that. It was on that EP, or I guess full full release. And then, of course, famously also on Live and Cuddly, 1991. Yes. Uh, and then the Victoria is off of 
ostensibly one down, two to go, 1994. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit more about that one and its other origins when we get to that song. For sure. Yes. So we're going to start with victory. And uh, I get to, I guess, toe into this one first. So, I mean, Jesus Christ, this is, this is many Let's hear a little bit of, a, of it first, shall we? Oh, yeah. I, I'm never nice. going to remember that. Thank you for keeping <laughs> me honest. That's what Matthew's for. <laughs> You'd think being as the erstwhile fucking host here. All right. Hey, everybody. Let's hear a little victory. Victory. Um, I know many of you listening out right r- out there right now uh, are of the opinion this is the number one song. For many of you, we found it. Game over. We're done. I know a lot of people hold Victory as their number mm. one song. Wow. It's a it's a seminal classic. Uh, while it's not my number one, I do consider it to be one of their absolute masterpieces. And I think. More than that, in a way that I probably will be unsuccessful in talking about, but I'm going to try. I think it's incredibly indicative of what makes No Means No so unique and so great. I think it really yeah. exemplifies something that's really special and, and in my experience, rather unique. Now, again, I've said many times my experience with music is maybe deep, but not broad. Like, I don't know a ton of bands, so sure, I'm sure there's other bands out there like this, but not like this, in my opinion. Um, yeah, a towering classic. The song is absolutely incredible um i a quick note about something i absolutely love on the live and cuddly cover which i love that version i think it absolutely slays but i and i can't ever tell whether this was spliced or this was how the real i don't know there's probably you could tell from youtube but i love the fact that before it starts on live and cuddly you hear one two three four Oh yeah, Boom. It's so good. and there's like <laughs> and there's that guy in the background who's like faster, <laughs> like some asshole in the crowd. So I could never tell if that count in was a joke by John, to, and then starting the slow beat or not. But it's <laughs> mm, Chef's Kiss, love it. Uh, but back to the song itself, uh, the beginning of that is so fucking great. Just that steady, slow, 
drum beat. And then the way that the bass comes in just doing quarter notes pretty much the entire way through. Rob is just quarter note or eighth notes, maybe. Yes, yeah, eighth notes throughout the entire thing. Absolutely beautiful. And mm -hmm. the the kind of and Michelle, you can correct me on this either now or later, but that that the main verses really feel major chordy to me. Like that riff is is a it's a this is a song that that balances this sort of optimistic, forward-looking tone and not pessimistic, but realistic look backwards at defeat. And the music really mirrors that the the way that the tone between the verse and choruses go. Uh, again, like their best music is very uh, fractals, very holographic. It it, it mm -hmm. mirrors exactly. I the I think tone it of weaves it. in and out of major and minor keys. I, I think it does. You put yeah, me on your, the spot. I'm sure you're right. But let me just say, regardless of the technical element of that, the the tone for me is very is very clear in the verses and choruses. And I mean, what can you say about the song? It's it's well a lot. I guess I'm going to try. It's it's the song where, you know, I really get this sense of. I think you can be at any age and, and and I think many people have been many different ages where this song really hits them. And the song can really hit you with that sense of, fuck, I can look back with this perfect hindsight at all of the fucked up shit I've done and with whatever wisdom I have now and I can either steep in that regret or I can make the human choice to not. <laughs> I can make the human choice to just turn my face forward, put that one fucking foot forward mm. and take a step, right? But what makes No Means No to me, one of the things that makes No Means No so powerful is the wisdom and honesty with which they are able to describe our real state and how there's a, there's, we're very flawed, right? Like we, we really do experience a lot of fucked up shit in our life and you have to contend with it honestly. And so those moments where they do give you some optimism of looking forward, feel earned and feel, I, I, I want to listen to them. I, I, something in me like really believes it because they are so, uh, they're just so incisive and honest and in a way that's yeah. they're very heartfelt in a way yeah. that's it's not, you know, like when there's so many bands out there that are unrelentlessly optimistic and I can never get with that kind of music because it just feels so fake. It feels like yeah. I'm papering over everything because I don't want to look at it. And that's reductive of me, right? I'm sure there's there's plenty of exceptions to that. And other people no, you got don't feel taste. that way. That's what that means. Well, maybe. But for me, it's really <laughs> yeah. like. That's one of the, and this song really epitomizes that. It's really the sense of an unflinching look back on one's life. Really, you know, you know, it starts off with that, you know, I was young and I thought I was never going to die and I was never going to do anything wrong and everything I was did was, was just fucking right. But here I sit looking backwards. I burned all my goddamn bridges. I ruined every fucking relationship. All I see is fucking defeat when I look behind me. But, but so what am I going to do? Am I going to lay down and die? No. Right. No, I'm no. going to choose. I'm going to choose victory. It's not guaranteed. Right. What do you see? What, what do you, you know, do you see victory? He keeps asking that, like, am I going to get that? But you don't get to know, but you get to choose at least to try to pursue it. To so at no least means have that. no Rocky theme, right? It, it's kind of, yeah. yeah, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it is. And <laughs> I, I've always, <laughs> I've always been really, really touched by the whole song, but especially that verse where, um, 
it really quiets down towards the middle and and you you really hear rob just really asking do i have any friends here i can't see and it's just this sense of and and i think to me this there's part of this that maybe i'll try to draw on when we get to our other the for me the other big epic later in the episode this this sense of of our deepest need as human beings is this need to be seen as a human being by other people, by just this need at this, this at the base level, like, can you really witness me? Can you really take me in? I exist more when I'm in relationship to you. I don't know if my friends are here, right? I mean, the, on, a, on, a, on a slightly more surface, not surface, but maybe different level, many times in my life, I've, I've had those moments of reflection of going, fuck, like, your friendships change over the years, right? Like you may, you still have a few of the friends that you maybe had when you were younger, but I don't have all the same friends and it gets harder to make friends as I get older. And there's that sense of, fuck, what is that secret sauce? Can I look at you and and, and can you really be my, can you really be my friend? And what is friendship? And I think they get a real heart of it with, I, with, you know, I have a simple request and then you can make it of me. Can you forgive me? That is a profoundly deep and meaningful fucking statement. And I think the heart of the song, you hear it musically, the way the music tightens up gets very intense. His mm. guitar work gets really edgy. Rob really leans in with the vocals and he's really fucking asking that with every ounce of his soul. Can you mm-hmm. forgive me? Because we all yeah. transgress, right? We all transgress. And what do we ask of our deepest friends? We want them to accept us and forgive us regardless of our transgressions. Yeah. Th- th- our deep friends are the people that can forgive us the fact that we're human beings. We don't do that for many people. We'll look at people and say, oh, yeah, I like that guy. And he fucks up. We're like, oh, you're a fuck up. We don't really forgive <laughs> them. We don't really take them all in. We take in their image. When you really see someone... You forgive them because you see them as a whole being. You see them as a real person and you know that you're a real person and together you forgive each other. And that, that moment where he's like, you know, I have a simple request of you and then you can ask it of me. It's like, that is the ultimate compact of true friendship. And Mm -hmm. he's just broken it fucking down in this beautiful piece of poetry that is under, that underlies this amazing piece of music that crescendos there it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And no means no is the master at doing this. They're just, it's just fucking beautiful. Yeah. And that ending, the, you know, the ending of where everything quiets down and all the instruments quiet down and Rob's laying out the true mystery, basically saying like, listen, you can never know what's really happening inside of me. I can never know what's really happening inside of you. It's impossible. There's a vast gulf that we will that will never be never be crossable period and guess what at the end of all that we're going to fucking lay in the ground and die end of story could not get a bleaker message but the way that he says it is mm-hmm. not bleak the way that he says it is just truthful and honest and so when he immediately turns around and says so i'm just going to tell you what i believe for every defeat there's a victory it's like this rush of real optimism can enter me because you've accepted the truth of the situation, right? Like it's just, it's fucking gorgeous. The, it's the fucking crowd, gorgeous. The crowd goes mental too when he asks those questions. Exactly. Like, Are any of my friends here? Exactly. And everybody just erupts and screams. Because he's talking. Yeah. When I've seen it live, because he, he looks right yeah. at people, right? I, he looks right in your eyes. I know. And one detail that I love about this that I, I've heard before, but I hadn't, I hadn't clocked it as much as I did this time. 
that bass line at the end when he says, you know, um, for every defeat, there will be a victory. They go up. Da, 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 like they, they change the arc. Yeah. So there's yeah. this uplifting arc yeah, yeah. in the riff in those last two bits, which just, it songwriting. just, it, it, it's songwriting genius. It yeah. elevates the whole song and mm-hmm. all the musicianship in this is fucking great, great because it's, it's only as much as needs to be there. They're not trying to be pyrotechnic about it. It's, it's, it's straightforward in its own way. It serves the meaning of the song, the intent behind the song. Again, this is not my number one no means no song, but it is absolutely one of their unassailable masterpieces. So for anybody out there who's this is their number one song, absolutely understand. Absolutely totally get, get it. it. Yeah. Absolutely get it because it's unassailable as a masterpiece. I have there's not a single thing I could ever say negative about the song. And I I love it. I think it's one of the high points of that album, and it's definitely one of the high points of their career. And it definitely encapsulate encapsulates the some of what makes them really special and unique mm-hmm. uh, as mm-hmm. a, as, as an artist. All and right. How they connect with others when they, when they play. Yeah. Like they're always talk, they're talking to people, asking questions, saying yeah. what they feel and, and just, and just surrounding themselves a- with the, with the crowd. Asking questions that, and this is why I think this band could never age out. They're asking questions that will be relevant forever. These aren't mm-hmm. questions that are locked into a particular mm-hmm. era or a particular time or a particular mm-hmm. culture. They're asking the root questions of what it means to be a human being. And they're asking them in such an authentic way that this music will live on, could live on fucking forever. You could hear this a hundred years from now and still go, yeah, that's incredibly relevant. Those fundamental existential questions, they're not going to change and they're well, not going to get answered. That's why the Luke guy was like, wait a minute. They're asking some interesting questions that I'm not yeah, going to get from exactly this religion I've been studying. Like this exactly, is cool. Exactly. They, they speak truth. And oh, even man. if the truth is hard to hear and it's a little dark, you need to hear it you, mm-hmm. because that's the only way you can move forward. I think authentically is by actually facing your reality of your situation and your past. And they mm. invite you to do that with artistic brilliance. All right. I'm out. Michelle. You're our monkey in the middle. What do you got to say about this one? Monkey says, I can't explain why exactly, but this song kind of gave me the creeps. And I, I don't know why I wrote that word, but it's it's how I felt. I think it's because of how intimate it sounds. And Rob comes across as lamenting in some way, and I always heard it as being a lonely piece. I like this, so the quote, so what are you going to do, die? No. And, you know, he does it again. You're going to lay down and die? No. Even though this song gives me the creeps a little bit because that's raw and lonely, I also feel the authentic celebration in it as well. It's an intimate piece, and I always liked how Rob asks everyone to be his friend. I'll end this in admitting something asinine. I'm, I'm going to ruin the mo by, by saying this, but these are my notes for my thoughts on the piece. So I'm somewhat ashamed of this, but when the lyrics belt out, belt out defeat, I always think defeat don't fail me now. I'm not proud of it. So stupid. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I'm just being honest. Oh, I love that. Uh, now it's, that's with me forever now. Forever now. <laughs> oh, you, no. Thank you. <laughs> oh. 
After what Jordan just said, and I'm like, defeat, defeat. Oh, you see what my name is in the Zencaster. I did. That's why I liked it. (laughs) It's like, oh, maybe I'm not the only one. Defeats. Hey, man, this band is the first one to take the piss out of themselves, so I don't don't feel bad about that. Stinky feats. Yeah. All right, Matthew, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, this song has definitely spent time as uh, as my number one. I, I think it was my number one for a very long time. Whoa! Um, I don't know. It, it shifts. It shifts around for sure, but uh, definitely um, one of the ones that's most meaningful to me. Um, in some ways, it's unusual as a no means no song in its in its simplicity. Like it's uh, the, the simplicity relative the simplicity of the message and relatively relative simplicity of the music. I think it's a brilliantly yeah. written song Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um the structure is um there's not a lot of what you virtuosity i mean there there is but it's not really over the top it's not like wow those guys can really play um this this is a this is a song uh about the stellar quality of their uh with the songwriting and mm-hmm. uh, and the structure and everything mm-hmm. like that, I think um, more more than the actual playing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's a song about uh, re- resiliency, I think. Um, and like you were saying, Jordan, I think it can you can come in at, at different parts of your life. Like it meant something to me as a teen. It meant something to me, you know, uh, through my my twenties and thirties, and, and now, yeah. um, especially with the kind of week I've had, <laughs> I've had a <laughs> shitty week, everybody. Um, yeah, it's uh, as you as you get older, uh, you you know things that you value change. You do make mistakes. You you fail people. You fail yourself. Um, but are, are these defeats defeats? Like, did you fail or did you learn? And I think the the victory mm. is when you learn. And when you don't regret those mistakes, or at least you get past them and continue to ask questions, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's it's hard to distinguish what you value as your life changes or what you should have valued. All the things that you should have valued, I gave away for a prayer and a song. Prayer and a song. But uh, I don't know. Did you really value those things? Um, you, you probably didn't or should have valued. Um Maybe you did. Maybe you just thought about them differently um, when you were younger. Um, and how do you know what to value as your life changes? You, you don't. You know, again, you have to remain curious. You have to remain, uh, keep your eyes open and you have to keep learning. Um, so I always think that I, I never have the uh, kind of wherewithal to actually go do it. But if I, the, 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 the feel and sort of how I understand Aikido to work, that's the martial art I would do. You use the momentum of someone else against them. So, mm. you know, you roll with it. You, you use these um, blows that life deals you to, to, huh. to grow, to learn um, and to, to transform defeat into victory. Um, yeah. Uh, the, 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 can you forgive me? It's, I, I totally agree with what you were saying. It's, it's, you know, that uh, eternal question, I guess the, the golden rule, uh, the, the, the quality of a real friendship and a real relationship. Um, you know, you have to be friends with your family as well. If you're going to have a good relationship with them, I think friendship's more important than family to me. Um, because you have to befriend your family. 
Right. <laughs> in, in order to have a healthy relationship with them, I think. Um, but yeah, not just can you forgive me for the things I've done? Will you continue to forgive me? Will you continue yeah. to accept me for, for who I am and the fact that I'm going to make mistakes, uh, but you know, do my best and everything like that. Uh, there's a pessimistic version that I've always kind of <laughs> thought that maybe was in the back burner of, of Rob. So I mean, the the idea is defeat and, va- and victory are balanced. If you experience a defeat, then you will eventually experience a victory. But every defeat, for every defeat, there is a victory. Yeah, because someone won, something won. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, ultimately everything is balanced. The yin and the yang. Um, uh, musically, um, the the toms are what this song is about for me. Uh, like there's that booming distant cannon. Yeah, like those. Huge, maybe events in your life. It sort of represents that boom. It's something that happens way far <laughs> off, and it's got res- like ripples that um, r- run right through you. Um, and then uh, the tom and the snare in the last verse, t- as it gets more and more intense. And um, can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? Can you see what? And everything stops. Boom. Just for an instant, there's no sound. That's maybe my favorite part of this hmm. this song. Just you that, like those little silences and all it's the songs. That, yeah, that, that, that moment, yeah. that moment of that. reflection. Can yep. you see what will be? Um, is it victory? You'll never know. You have to keep going. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like that's... church, man. I feel like I'm church. <laughs> totally. They take us I, church, man. Victory church. Yeah. It's more honest than church, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. That, that's about all I have written, I, except, you know, it's such a serious song and such a one that I go back to. It's a touchstone for me, for sure. Mm. Like every time that I listen to it. But I do love that beginning. I haven't really um, written very much about the Live and Cuddly version because uh, this is one of the ones where I actually like the, the album version better. Mm. There are some, uh, a few. Uh, lyrical differences, a few little additions on the live and cuddly version was like, I fell in so deep, so fucking deep. I always think like it's, you know, he's saying that to himself more than anything. Yeah. You know, he's just sort of like so fucking deep, you know, just I'm shaking yeah. his head. Um, but yeah, the, the fact it's so serious. Uh, but then that one, two, three, three, boom. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. love that. It's, it's so, so good. funny. Oh my it's God. So good. <laughs> Gets the crowd going and then like, nope, it's, it's, this is yeah, kissing cousin to the shut up. <laughs> solo in, um, two lips, two lungs. And one yeah. Time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, oh, fucking with the audience business. Yeah. But I, I yeah, really yeah. wish I, I knew whether that was actually at the show or whether it was. Uh, well, you know, there's a whole recording of it, right? On YouTube. The uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I kind of want to look at that check. and try to see if that's, um, if that's in there. Yeah. I'm yeah, really interested sure. now. Okay. It, even uh, if but, it's not, even if it's not, what a great bit of editing. Like that was a great joke to put in after the fact, even if it didn't happen live in oh, the show. Oh, I bet so, it was yeah. real though. That's, that's just. There's a lot fun. of editing of the crowd, like in, in the, of the crowd on that recording though. So it's this, hard to Oh know. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I guess so for the album, but. Yeah. Knives so. and forks. This anyway. is one of the songs I might think to, um, recommend to people mm. uh, as the first sure. no means no song. Cause sure. not because I think it's indicative or sort of typical, of uh, of no means no songs because it kind of isn't in some ways. Like I was saying, that you know, the complexity is not the same as as a lot of other favorites of mine. Um, but I think it's relatable. And I, I was going to just say that it's deeply relatable. Yeah. <laughs> it's deeply relatable. It would be there's 
there isn't a lot of stuff that people would object to. Like even if, right. Um, you know, I, I could maybe play this one for my mom and she'd get it and she wouldn't right. find it too loud and, um, you know, obnoxious or anything like that. I think it's just, uh, such a true and beautiful song. And I think yeah. that's why it's a lot of people's favorite. Yep. Mm hmm. I for think one reason. for me that I would show somebody in that same light, and I have done this, was Brother Rat. Uh, because yeah, it was, was so stripped down, and it was just such a good, like, it just pulled you in, and it Tells gave you the story. good and the bad, and the, you know, you're I'm doing this, and you're doing that, and at, at, just who writes a song like that with yeah. just, like, a bass drum? Before? But it's also it's tremendously awesome. charming, but tremendously weird. Yeah. yeah. Victory is not a weird song. No, 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 at, no. At all. No, yeah. Victory is very earnest, right? It's yeah. That's one of the things, the reasons why yeah. I would also, I, I don't actually never use this as one to to bring people in for some reason. I always use Slade or Tribe yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or fucking Mary, brother, which brother we talked about last week. Right. But, yeah. um, Mary but yeah, this now song, or Dark yeah, Ages. But this song, <laughs> yeah, now I got a, I got this a friend of mine who like, or not friend, kind of acquaintance who like country music into the band a little bit through now. Um, but oh, nice. yeah, this song, this song, as you were saying, Matthew, it's, it's not, I'm using air quotes here, easily relatable. It's as depthful as any no means no song, but as an individual, you don't have to look very hard to, to find yourself in the song, to find the yeah. truth in it. Right. You don't have to unpack it very deep. And yet it's so incisive, right? It's mm -hmm. not, it's not treacly. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's genius. It's fucking yeah. genius. Yep. Nice, nice work guys. Good one. Good one. Cool. All right, well, let's uh, let's go to a completely different type of song. We're going to talk about uh, Victoria off One Down, Two to Go, 1994. Everybody, here's my really super embarrassing admission for the day. I was yesterday days old when I learned this was a Kinks cover or a cover of the Kinks. <laughs> no great. idea. Just right over my fucking head. No idea. I, you know, I know who the Kinks are, but I, I don't know their whole catalog and I certainly didn't oh, know this one. Kinks so rock. for a while, this song existed for me only as a No Means No slash Hanson Brothers track. And I say that because clearly this is Hanson Brothers. Come on, everybody. Don't, let's not fucking kid ourselves. Yeah. Don't fool yourselves. This as is Hanson Brothers. We're. I, Totally. I, I don't know what happened to my CD. As I've said, it might have got crushed into a cube. Um, I have no CD to check. I think it actually does say this is the Hanson Brothers. On that it might. I think it, it, might, it, but, it. Oh, do you want? Me but we put it in. We put it in the mix, and it's yep. in there, and yep. probably so that it could come up against uh, victory and make it. And we can make a nice little joke out of it. That's the entire reason uh, that it's on there. Just 
you know, talking backward through the past. So I'm so uh, glad it came up against victory because it's just me too. It's so me too. weird. It's, it's, it's hilarious. And I think it's especially good when we consider what our next pairing will be, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So listen, yeah. guys, I don't have a ton of ton to say about this song, not because it's not great. It's a banger. These guys, when they play these songs, they're so tight, fun. fast, so much fun. It's flawless. They out Ramones the Ramones any day, in my opinion. This shit is just tight and fucking cool as shit. It was fun for me today to re-listen to it and get to compare it to the Kinks, right? That was a whole new discovery for me. Like, I listened to both of them side by side. I'm like, oh, that's they did a fucking great job in yep, twisting yep. this around for Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, a real headbanger. John, fucking awesome delivery. Everything is super tight, Work. super great. But, you know, what else am I going to say about this song? I don't live in Victoria. I'm going to leave that for Matthew. I'm sure he's, you know, I, 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 it's not like the lyrics are hard to understand or that I can't identify, like, what they're talking about. But I don't live there. So, you know, I'm sure it all reflects truth about the town. But I don't live there. It's a very site-specific tune. So it's great. It's a great tune. What else am I going to say? I don't have a lot to say about it. <laughs> It's a it's tune it. and it's great. It's a tune. It's great. I like it. Yeah. It's got a beat. I can Woo-hoo. snap my fingers. And you can bug out to it. I can bug out. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that? what was that? What that is was that from? A, it's got a great That was a beastie boy. You can bug out to you it. Yeah, that's got right. a great beat and you can bug out to bug it. Bug out to it. All right, Strangey. Ah, wee What a great cover of the almighty kinks. I fucking love the kinks. This is another fine example of John's fabulous singing. He sounds great and so does the band. I would consider this more of a Hanson Brothers song more than a no means no one. It even says that on the CD. I wrote that it says it on the CD, so I go. must canon. know what I'm saying because I wrote it down. So that's truth. Very straightforward and a punkier version of the more humble original. Uh, I think this is a great Hanson's no means no nod to their home. And I do want uh, Matthew to talk a bit about it. I'm not sure if the words have been farted around with with any of the lyrics. You know the difference between uh, oh, big what time. What the Kinks said. Oh, see, They're I, very I, different. I, 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 I don't know to make they did more a great job. Oh, yeah. to their oh, okay, okay, yeah. In any Victor- case, the Kinks is about the Queen. It's about the it's about Queen Victoria very clearly, and about the British Empire. And this one's about yeah, yeah, Victoria yeah. BC. It yeah. seems no, very I, I specific. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In any case, the Kinks rule, and I love the cover. Nice. All right, yes. Matthew, pressure's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all the things to say. Um, well, I'm going to maybe in, say some stuff, but then invite you guys to ask me if you have any questions about any of the stuff in the yeah, song. Yeah, sure. I got a few, maybe. Yeah, well, maybe, why, don't we, why don't we do it that way, and then I'll say what I have so, to say. So a lot of the, I love the talk where it's talking about the, uh, the, the uh, cops at the gigs acting like pigs yeah. beating up on the punks, right? Like, is that something – was that – that happened a lot? Police, like, raiding – Punk gigs and being assholes, bad bad cops in Victoria. Victoria is a small place, but it's politically divided, and it's quite. Um, there are four core municipalities uh, in Victoria itself. Is just one of them. Um, Greater Victoria is sort of uh, composed, I think, of thirteen different municipalities. Um, and the, the four core ones, it really depends on where you're from in terms of hmm. uh, whether you got your ass kicked. I think, um, you know, uh, I'm from one of the places mentioned in, uh, in, in each of these each of these municipalities, even if they're very, very tiny, had their own police force. So the Victoria no cops kind of had to, um, they have definitely a more varied uh, 
like um, socioeconomic kind of population. Um, there aren't all that many poor people in, or not nearly as many. I think like uh, the any kind of hoods that are in the four core municipalities are mostly in Victoria. There's some in Esquimalt, some in Sandwich, none in Oak Bay, I'd say. That's where I'm from. Um, Oak Bay, how about that? Yeah. From Oak Bay to the Gorge. But uh, yeah, in terms of uh, the police beating it up, um, if you were from Oak Bay, if the, like the, the, the cops knew who you were um, and they actually kind of looked after us a bit huh. more. Wow. And they, they didn't, Imagine they don't that. really sort of cross over the border too much. And there weren't a lot of, there wasn't a lot of shit for them to have to deal with. Like most of what Oak Bay cops have to deal with is um, like secret domestic abuse perpetrated uh, by rich people. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, no, like the, the cops weren't, weren't awesome uh, to um, the, the kids at gigs. Like, Cause most of those kids um, like come over from Oak Bay or, yeah, or right. from someplace else. But yeah, the, the real, I'd say punk scene and the metal scene um, was mostly like lower economic groups. Right. Right. Um, that's not by any means like true across the board, sure. but I'd say the, uh, the cops would go kick the shit out of people at the shows in Victoria. Um, mm. Cause there probably weren't very many in the other municipalities. Gotcha. Mm. So I think other... you and Jason talked about that too, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Jason yeah. brought that up a little bit. Yep. Yeah. He's from Oakley too. Lamb. Or mm-hmm. yeah, we're close to so yeah. the only other thing in there that's not immediately kind of like the rest of it. Like just, there's no mystery in any of the lyrics. They're all really straightforward, but yeah. all the geeks at the forge. What's that? Yeah. Mean? Okay. The forge um, was a club. There weren't very many clubs. Um, they certainly wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a place that uh, any kind of anything, any place obscure. I can't even remember if, you know, uh, maybe a platinum blonde or something like that. may play. <laughs> I don't know. It real sort of blonde. That was the name of a club. No, that was the name of a band. Um, but oh. sort of like you know, April Wine. I don't fucking know. Like there's sort of radio stuff. It'd be people whose tastes were not kind of on the fringes would go to the forge. Um, and I seem to remember also, you know, the, the forge just stopped being the forge not that long after I was able to drink. And it was a couple of, but it's in the bottom. It's like a very clubby club. Uh, it's in the bottom of the Strathcona Hotel, which has a bunch of other pubs and establishments including um yeah a couple like sort of dirtier bars and then sort of more sports bar but it was a place where you would probably there'd be people interested in kicking your ass if you were kind of off the beaten track um victoria is a big military town people don't really think of that too much i think there were a lot of what we would call pongos there um more military types um so I don't know the geeks of the forge probably. And again, people will probably uh, correct me because I was probably too young to really be, uh, you know, it wasn't the eighties when I was, uh, you know, able to get into the forge. Uh, but yeah, it was really right. kind of a, a class and interests kind of thing, kind of like in group, out group um, kind of thing. Nice. Yeah. That's all I got. Michelle, you got any other questions? Well, how the hell can I ask him any questions? I don't know. No, no, I don't even listen I, to I don't, lyrics. I don't listen to <laughs> lyrics, but I want to tell you something. I don't listen to lyrics, but I hear the singing as another instrument. I mm-hmm. found that out about myself. I'm not paying attention to what they're saying. 
But how? I know they're yeah. saying words, but yeah, I'm listening to how they're saying it and the inflections and the, you know, where, where they're putting the emphasis on. It's really well, weird. I, I'm so used to listening to music without singers, like with my job and stuff. So I just, I just never really cared about what they were saying. I know it's stupid. It's like half the song, no, I, but I get it. It's, and I, think I can't stop myself. I can't. There are not many other it. bands that I'm as obsessed about the lyrics as I am about no. Oh, no, no I'm, you, I'm missing out. I, talking well, to you two. But like. no, but, 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 to your point, the other thing that about no means no, that's so fucking unique. And I, I know a lot of people think this, I'm not unique about this, but there are other bands that have really great musicianship. I won't even name them. Some of them we've talked about before that great, that, that just, just don't grab me because the singers sound like singers. The mm. singers just sing the songs in a mm. way that's like, they're good singers, but they're singers. No means no, treat their vocals like another instrument in a way that yeah. is so holistic with the song and to me, unique of any other band I've mm -hmm. heard. And so you can get so much, even of the meaning of a song from the way it's delivered. From the inflections of how from it's delivered. That's exactly what I'm talking so, about. So yeah, you're right. You're right on the money there. You're right yeah. on the money. And I'm probably lazy to look it up, but I, I don't I don't care. It's, I'm just no, listening listen. as a whole. Yeah, that's, yep. that's I think it's fucking brilliant. I, Why um, are you laughing at Matthew? <laughs> no, nothing. It's interesting to hear you guys talk about it. But I do have more stuff to say. About Wait, the oh, go ahead, please. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're just steamrolling your fucking you, uh, segment. Go for it. What man. was that bar you took me to with all those bras hanging down off of it? Well, that's that that's place? yeah, that's that's one of the ones in the in the Strathcona. That's another? like right above. That's right above the uh, the forge. That's the oh, so I must have been in the hotel right above it because I was staying like diagonally from that place when I went to, to yeah. that party. That's Big Logan's. Bad John's. Big Bad John's is, is the name of it. And then you and I went hey, to the yeah. Garrick's Head as well. Yeah, we went to this Irish bar because you know I like the Guinness, so we, yeah. we got some Guinness there. And then when we went <laughs> to that uh, party where Andy was playing, that was at uh, Logan's. Yep. And we went to your friend's God. apartment. We went to somebody's apartment. God damn it. Stop I it. Forget. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, let's go. <laughs> okay. And then I went with so my like, mother and right, we got let's, high let's, tea let's, at the Empress Hotel. Let's, let's uh, let Matthew actually finish off oh, his segment. Oh, man, that was amazing. Him. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. So um, nearly weds, nearly deads. That's like the first Love first that. line. That's like uh, mm -hmm. the um, sort of the, the, the tagline for Victoria. Like it's, uh, I don't know if new, newlyweds, but people go there on, on honeymoons, but uh, very few people can afford to live there anymore. And young couples and stuff like that. Um, nearly <laughs> yeah, dead. Right, yeah. Right. Cause it's like a huge retirement place. There's lots of old people. Um, and uh, huh. the Bowling Green cricket pitch uh, refers to the fact that uh, it is more British than the British. And uh, it is the same mm. Victoria that they're referring to uh, because Victoria was named for yeah. Queen Victoria, of course. Um, and it doesn't trade on it as much as it used to. Certainly not when I was a kid. I think tourism is a little less important than, uh, I mean, it's certainly super important in Victoria, but, uh, cause it's very pretty. Um, mm -hmm. but it's not as squeaky clean as, um, yeah, no, it's got some very serious social problems and, um, I don't think they're able to hide them as much from the tourists as they used to, used to be. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty gritty place and always has been. Um, but oh. there's definitely a lot of, um, well, he says yuppies flock to this place. There's, there's a lot of, um, I wouldn't say there's any really bad neighborhoods except, you know, some certain areas where there's a lot of, uh, sort of property crime and, uh, addiction and homelessness and stuff like that. But those are social problems. That's not a, you know, a bad neighborhood per se. Mm -hmm. Um, right. mm -hmm. but there, there's a lot of polarization of wealth in Victoria and, uh, 
the where I grew up in Oak Bay, you know, um, I think I must have talked about this with Jason, but, you know, I was raised by a single mother who was a clerk at a, at a pharmacy. Um, my dad was a teacher. They were divorced. That was not unusual um, for you know, we were probably on the poorer side for for you know, less rich. I wouldn't say we were rich by any means, but um, yeah, no, the people, my friends, parents were, you know, some doctors and lawyers, but, you know, university professors or government workers or, or anything like that. And the people like that cannot afford to live in Oak Bay anymore. Um, and it's, wow. it's starting to, uh, to really, really uh, change. And anyway, yeah, when they talk about uh, Gordon Head to James Bay um, and then Oak Bay to the Gorge, that's Gordon Head's in another adjacent municipality called Saanich. And that's probably like the northernmost part of what you'd sort of still consider like the core of Victoria. It's a, just a, a suburb, um, but it's north and James Bay is uh, probably the first uh, uh, residential area in Victoria. It's actually south of downtown, um, close to the, the docks and everything like that. So it was uh, like the oldest houses are all in James Bay. People may wonder where James Bay is. It does not exist anymore. And in fact, uh, Michelle, you've been there if you've been to the Empress because they filled in James Bay and built the Empress on top of it. <laughs> no shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's still um, a, a neighborhood close to close Oh, to that's there. a pretty hoity-toyed area, man. Holy shit. What, the Empress? Yeah. Okay, that's very, very touristy. Like, uh, very few. Oh, no, I've only been there twice. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, once was with you to do cool stuff and once with my mom to do, like, high tea. Sure. She made me dress up too. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. Um, and then Oak Bay, um, as I say, you know, about, I think 14,000, 17,000 people has its own government, its own police force, and everything like that. That's where wow. I grew up. Um, and then the Gorge is a bit more, I'd say, probably uh, in sort of, it's, it's Victoria and Saanich, but maybe uh, historically been one of the more. Uh, poorer areas in in so that's kind of interesting too so oak bay to 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 the gorge it's like east to west but also the gorge is a i think seven seven or eight kilometer extension of victoria harbor it's just a strange geographical feature um that it runs the current runs one way at high tide and the other way at the other uh, at low tide and Ah. it was uh originally historically surrounded by mills and industry so it was very very badly polluted so that's where the poor people live that's where the co-op housing is that's where the like the shitty apartments were it's still uh some of the social problems are certainly along the gorge um mm. that's mm. changing um as there's more money in the gorges and just it doesn't stink at low tide anymore like it used to um mm. but uh yeah that's uh, kind of an interesting thing which probably changed since they wrote the song i don't know if they intended the sort of the social uh thing or just the geographical one um i found it's kind of interesting though that um you know they all left victoria i left victoria victoria doesn't feel like home to me anymore it um famously tom holliston described it as a pissant little town um and it can be really close-minded it's it's got a lot of open-mindedness i have a lot of friends still there there's a lot of things to love about victoria accessible accessibility of nature and all that kind of stuff um but at the same time it's pretty claustrophobic so sentence to victoria it's on an island uh you have to take time and spend money to get away from it um right now with all the rain that i mentioned uh when i was talking about the beer i'm drinking um 
they often close the Malahat, which is the hel- the uh, highway out of town, uh, if you're going up the island. And so you actually are limited to, you can't get in or out of Victoria at certain times, like when there's storms and stuff like that. No kidding. Yeah. So you can feel, it feels claustrophobic because it's, yeah, it takes a lot of work. You can't just drive away. It takes some planning. It takes some timing. It takes some money. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a harder place to get to and a harder place to get away from. Um, I should mention also, I mentioned the Malahat. That's just the name of the stretch of highway. If you're going up Island, which is what we say up Island or down Island. Um, and there was a band called Pat Bay and the Malahats and the other highway going up to the ferries is called the Patricia Bay highway, the Pat Bay highway. Um, so you got the Malahat <laughs> going great. one direction up Island and then uh, Pat Bay, which is how you to get to the ferry to Vancouver. Pat oh, Bay and the funny. Malahats was a band that Tom Holliston used to, used to captain, I believe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's cool. <laughs> that's about to get name checked in our listener submission. So that's yeah. fucking good. <laughs> You gotta oh, start doing tours, man. This is fun. I know. That's I'm like, I I, we gotta. Everyone should have gotten on Google Maps while we were doing that. And could have uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, musically fun, super fun. Of course, the snarly bass tone is is amazing. And um, yeah. when they get Gordon head to James Bay, cowbell. <laughs> this cowbell. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cowbell. Maybe it's the that. only No Means No song with cowbell. No, it can't be. <laughs> There's got to be another. It's the one that deserves it the most. I'm sure. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, uh, last thing I have to say about it. Set. Yeah, maybe oh. not. I don't know who might who might have been doing it. That's um, hilarious. Probably. I mean, if it was a Handsome Brother song, it would have been a different drummer. So maybe John right, was right. doing it. Yeah. Um, when I looked up, uh, I think it was on All Music. It actually said, "Give credit to Ray Davies." <laughs> oh, even <laughs> with so even good. with the change. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They do that for the they do that for yeah, the, yeah, for, for, the, the for the melody and the songwriting. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's true. Yeah, copyright stuff. All right, well, Jeez. put on your big boy pants. This is going to be a tough one, right? So um, I guess I go first on my vote. I'm not going to oh, put her. Sorry, I was, around this. Oh, wait. Before, I, before one, last I, I, one last thing I was going to say. Yeah. Um, when I, Gordon Head to James Bay, the Wrights lived in Gordon Head or close to Gordon Head. So they weren't actually in Victoria, they're in Saanich. And <gasps> um, Andy has told me he lived on Craig Miller. Uh, street, so he's also from Saanich, not Victoria. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, I don't even know what history. that is. I need the map. Yeah, it's just a Saanich. Another, another municipality. Get in the kitchen, make me a Saanich. Great. Hey, actually, Michelle, you're across the water. You see things called Samish? Yes. Like streets yes, and stuff like Samish. Yeah, sure. Same word, same people. Just oh, slight, nice. slightly yeah. different, slight, slightly different dialect. All nice. Right. Yeah. All right. All right, we'll make this quick. We're already. 51 minutes into this episode, I'm going to vote first. My vote is clearly for victory. Yeah. Michelle. I thought that would be it. I circled victory too, but I do have a nice soft spot for Victoria, but I circled victory. Yeah. Well, and defeat victory. So I failed at Victoria and I moved away and (laughs) I feel like it's a, it's a victory for me. So yeah, victory, total victory for victory. Perfect. Victory, uh, as it should. Uh, Now, listen, Victory probably would have won against some even stiffer competition, but I'm grateful that we didn't have to agonize and that it gets to breeze through to round two because it well deserves to be there, and I wouldn't have wanted to stick any other song under the bus to push it through. So I'm very grateful to the uh, terrible machine. So we're going to move on to listener submissions, everybody. But for those of you who aren't on our Facebook groups or Instagram or any of that kind of shit and found us some other weird way, I'm going to let you a new way and let you know a new way, which the others on those platforms I just mentioned will have known by now. 
um, that you can contact us. Because as you know, we want to hear from you. <gasps> right, Ma- Matthew. I'll give yeah. him. I'll give him this number in a minute. But you tell him what we're uh, oh, what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, well, we're looking for anybody. You can you can phone us and you can leave a message. Oh, amazing! Oh, God. So, um, the the questions that we like to start with, just to give people, you can say whatever you want, but uh, Chuck, don't, don't, don't call don't us late be, for dinner. Don't be a jerk, uh, Chuck. Don't put anything <laughs> on there. That's your no means no origin story. Not um, safe for work. <laughs> what no means no means to you. Uh, if you have a, an anecdote, a personal, meaningful story related to no means no, those are the things that we usually ask for. But I mean, you can take issue with uh, our choices. You can oh, no. um, oh, God. insult insult our voices or do whatever you need to do. Um, yeah, that's right. But, that's right. And so oh, get your you pencils out. Opening it. a can get, of worms, get, man. Yeah, well, listen, we don't have to listen to these messages. Wormies. Wormies. So, can yeah. wormies. so listen, everybody, uh, get your pencils out. Get your decoder rings. Here is our brand new phone number oh, where God. you can call us and leave us a message. That's right. We have a phone number. It doesn't spell anything out. I couldn't get one that spelled something out. So you just got to take the numbers. 415. <laughs> You're really four, going to do this. I am. 415. Shut up. 415-493-8630. Gauntlet's down, everybody. Just fucking do it. Jesus. And on that note, we're going to move to a uh, written submission that came in from a friend of the podcast, JD. JD, thank you so much for this. This was fucking awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and read this one. Yep. And for obvious reasons, this is the one I picked today. Sorry, I was born it. and raised yeah. in Victoria. Yay! Nice. This is JD. Nice. Course. I grew up less than a kilometer from the Kerr family home. I would walk past the Kerr's house on my way to elementary school, the same elementary school Andy attended. Andy was in the same grade as my older brother. I think I first met Andy in 1975 when Andy attended my brother's 12-year-old birthday party when we played mini golf at Beaver Lake. Mm. I went to the same high school as Andy, Kev Lee, Scream, Pete Campbell, etc. Andy played percussion in the high school band. During his high school during his high school years, he formed the infamous scientists, and they played at the school for talent shows or drama fundraisers for 50 cents a ticket during lunchtime. <gasps> oh my god. He was super talented, as was at the top of his class academically. He was selected to be the class valedictorian his graduating year. Oh, Oh boy. <laughs> I saw him deliver the farewell statement at the graduation ceremony. My friends and I were very familiar with many of the infamous scientist songs long before Noise and Rhythm EP was released in 1981. Probably saw them live 15 plus times. Mm. We, grew up, we grew up taking the BC Transit bus downtown to see countless gigs, to see local bands play, including the infamous scientists, and on occasion, No Means No, as they didn't play shows as much as the other local bands. Jesus. I remember at the Ray Ellis gig, I spoke with Stephen McKearney about No Means No soon-to-be-released Betrayal, Fear, Anger, Hatred EP. He was describing the mind-blowing intro, intro to Approaching Zero, which started with these simple descending piano staccato chords that made you believe they were on the quarter notes, but then the drums, bass, and vocal bit bass. Jesus Christ. Oh my Bass-y God. Vocals kick in and your brain flips out to realize <laughs> those notes are actually being played syncopated uh, on the and of each beat. Mm. I look forward to buying the EP to hear this myself. I saw No, Me- no Means No live multiple times before Mama came out. Local fans Jesus. always loved watching them play Red Devil and Rich Guns, among others. <sighs> I remember being one of the first to buy it, and it probably stayed on my turntable for months, getting played endlessly. Jump ahead a few years. 
I met Tom Holliston in the late 1980s as we both worked at CFUV UVix campus radio station. Yeah. I also knew I also knew him <laughs> as Pat Bay from Pat Bay in the Malahats. There you go. Hey. The show business giants did not yet exist. I really enjoy hearing the post 19 no catalog that I'm less familiar with. Wow. Well, shit, JD, that was that was fucking awesome. My Thank God. you for that. And as you can see, absolutely spot on perfect for the episode we had today. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to hear from more of you, but, you know, very few of you are going to get to give us something as close and related to the band as that is. That's fucking nuts. And Andy <laughs> was the valedictorian. Does that surprise anybody? Doesn't surprise me. I want to hear. I want to know what he said in the speech. Yeah, where's that speech? Let's see he if we can just track do. that down. <laughs> so why don't do. you just don't? Stop it. It's All right. easy. Let us... Gently glide in to the second half where we have a very mirrored image of the first half. Right. With two songs. The first song is Canada is Pissed off One Down, Two to Go from 1994, but from an early, early demo, although Matthew, you'll probably have more to say about this, apparently an infamous scientist song also, right? Or well, anyway, I'll let you tell us about that when we get to it. But anyway, so the Canada's Piss, super fucking old, versus The World Wasn't Built in a Day off of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, Bourgeoisie, 1998. So this time Matthew gets to go up and Michelle will still be in the middle and I'll uh, play pickup. So Matthew, what do you got to say about Canada is Pissed? Let's hear a little Canada bit of it. Canada Matthew. Why ginger ale? Like, I love ginger ale. ale. I, know, I, know, but how to get I don't give a stage. shit. I fucking love ginger ale. And it's not dry. It's liquid. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, but it is. It is kind of dry. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, this song is a fantastic, fun song. Um, you know, I think it was, yeah, it was an infamous scientist's song first. You almost say Scientology. You I think it's, Scientology. yeah, infamous Scientology. Um, so Ooh, that's on, a uh, Let's do it. <laughs> oh, nice. Only I saw. Yeah, they're called the the I size. <laughs> so, um, right. Let me get my head on straight here. So, um, I can't remember again because I my uh, CD got crushed into a cube. Whether it is actually credited to Infamous Scientist or whether it's called No Means No, it sounds to me like it's John singing on the version that is on the CD. Um, it almost sounds like Andy a little bit, but it's but on John, the um um. Yeah, there's there's a, a compilation CD um, 
all um all your oh shit why can't i remember all your ears can hear all your ears can all hear your thank you it's all victoria shit um mm-hmm. so uh, another um uh infamous scientist song called um ckda which is uh, the kind of rock radio station in victoria i don't know that it still exists it probably doesn't it was an am station i don't does they does am even exist anymore um but uh, all report. all different kinds of uh, i think it was released in 2007 and uh canada's pissed is definitely credited to uh, infamous scientists there is another no means no song on that compilation fantastic ah. compilation if you want to get your hands onto it yeah, um, and it came with a booklet too. Yeah, Neo's Red Tide, oh, yeah. uh, also like awesome stuff. So uh, this song is—it's a pop song. I, it's so much fun. It's—it's it's like uh, it reminds me of XTC a little bit. Oh, <laughs> so like, nice pull. Yes. You know, kind of like love that band. Little giddy feeling. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's—it's it's sort of a little bit about um, their disappointment and kind of tr- true enough stuff about uh, about Canada and. Settled in, all lived hand to mouth, uh, pooled our guns and beat the boys down south. So I guess that refers to the War of 1812, where kind of Canada distinguished itself. Um, <laughs> still British, but not really. We're not going to be part of the States. Um, felt so proud we got our own country. We got it on sale from a bloody company, which is true because Canada <laughs> was started out as the Hudson's Bay Company, which is now a department store called the Bay. Um, <laughs> so appropriate. Yeah. Uh yeah. Matthew, you're killing it, man. You're fucking just killing it this episode with your knowledge. It's uh just yeah. certainly a, a classist kind of yep. um attitude towards uh, towards Canada where um you know our country got so poor when the people are got so rich. Um mm-hmm. because um it's a resource-based company. It says at the end, uh, we got lots and sell it oh so cheaply, then buy it back and pay it through the teeth. It's totally, it's my problem with um, so many issues with Canada. We have, we used to have our own industry. We just kind of all sell it to the States all the time, but we used to have domestic um science domestic all kinds of stuff and we still do we used to have the national research council um some degree of proud and dis- pride and distinction rather than just an annex to the united states <laughs> or um yeah got lots and sell it also cheaply yeah we um cut down our trees we sell them to um other countries and then buy back the finished products um yeah, there are all sorts of economic issues, and that's kind of what it's about. Um, why are we not patriotic? Oh, can't can't see why we all don't love our flag. Um, we bribed the West, and the North was in the bag. It's just like, yeah, it, it didn't kind of just sort of happened more than um, sort of was built. I mean, it, it was built, but it was stolen, um, and uh, it was kind of an unfair fight. Um, there's immigrants in the native plea to the Anglos and the Francos were all one big minority. Um, anybody who isn't one of our main, uh, and even though uh, I think the Quebecers would probably say that uh, they are uh, discriminated against, they're kind of not really. Um, it is kind of an amazing thing in Canada how um, you know we got English speakers and French speakers, that's like Anglos and Francos, but you know they're not really that much worse off than anybody else. They just like to complain. Sorry if there's any Quebecers out there. I love Quebec. I love you are a distinct you are a distinct society. Anybody who has been there would find that to be true. But I just love you so much, and I'm so glad that I am part of you and you are part of me in uh, in, in this country. And I don't, I would not like to see Quebec leave because uh, it makes Canada cooler with y'all in it. 
And Rob was born there, right? Wasn't Rob born in Quebec? Oh, was he? I, no, I don't think, think I knew that. so. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think so. That's probably all I got to say about Canada's pissed. Canada's we're pissed. We're tanked. We're special. Yeah, we do like we do what? Yeah, I'm. As I sip my like beer, you're pissed. Yeah, it is a yep. it, it is a cultural um, cultural thing among us that uh, yeah. All right, Canada all right, Michelle. This this Canadian is hockey. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you have been before on this show, haven't you? Oh yes. All right, Michelle. What do you got for us? All right. Yes, man. I like this one. It's hilarious. It must be a blast to play it. Everybody sounds like they're having fun. It's a fantastic garage type song, and I love the piano in it. On the CD, it's listed as, quote, Canadians, why they drink too much. A very clever way to list the title of the song. I think Andy's singing it, and I'm wondering the origins of this as one that maybe it could have been an infamous scientist song. So I did make note that I thought maybe I've heard it as an infamous scientist song. I think the guitar sounds great and raunchy as heck, and I love it. A super fun song that kicks. So so fast and so much fun. So fast. I hope this is. I hope this is one of the infamous scientist songs they played at those drama club fundraisers at the high school. That would be fucking awesome, right? Um, Ooh, and they said a naughty word. And and you know this is this is one of those songs like written in your youth where you can tell someone super smart like Andy like, yeah, you can take apart your country's history with some well written phrases that are kind of like you know that shit you're taught. It's all bullshit. I can tell you the true history of our country in you know three courses yeah. and a couple verses. This is what's, this yeah. what's really fucking going on. And that's what I love about it. It's so just like youthfully straightforward. Like, you know what? Fuck you country. I could suck my <laughs> dick. Like I, you don't, <laughs> care. I don't care. You know, and there's suck plenty of, plenty dick. of songs I've heard about the U S like this, but it's great to hear one about Canada, which from the U S's perspective, right? We, I always look at Canada and it's so, you know, this is going to be oh, really patronizing, God. but it's so bucolic in a way in the sense of like, Canadians are just nice people, right? Whatever. But it's yeah. nice to hear them like taking the piss out of their own shit, right? Like, yeah, that's good. I'm glad to know that people were pissed about their own fucking history as well. Yeah, this song's fun as hell. I imagine a bunch of people, this, this song sounds in the recording itself like it was fun as hell to make. That they were having yeah. fun in the moment, and that's captured yep. in this recording. The piano, like you said, Michelle, is really great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, chaotic. Cool. It's it's uh, uh, poppy. It's really, 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 really fun. And I'm really glad that it got put on the one down two to go. I think it really uh, offset some of the other crazier, darker tunes on there really well. It's it really shows the uh, not that this is necessarily a true no means no song, but sorta in its orbit. So I don't, again, I don't have a lot to say, but I think Matthew really, you know, hometown advantage. You can, you've got, you've got yeah. your clothes closer to your breast, no, but I love, I love it. it. It's fun. It's a hell of a fun song. Yeah. Everybody look up that, uh, that compilation. Um, all yours can hear yeah, God. so much like pink steel, the clicks. Um, who else? Jerk ward. Yeah. Um, nice. Jerk ward. That's a yeah. good band name. Yeah, Dioxin. Nice. These are just more famous with the dish. So wait, that came out when? 2007, you said? But it's stuff from like the late 70s to early 80s. Yeah, well, I was going to say, because I mean, this, at least on a compilation basis, the one down two to go, that's a, you know, it's a decade earlier when this came out. So I wonder if this was ever released on any infamous scientist EP or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, huh. Who else? Oh, House, of, House of Commons. Oh, Purple City. <laughs> that's uh, a reference to you used to get um high or drunk and go and stare uh, in the spotlights uh in front of the empress hotel and then look at the city and it would look purple 
No shit! Whoa! Oh, Dayglows are on here. The Mass Appeal, which is the other nice. side of the um, um, Wormies, I believe. Nice. Yeah. Mm. All right. Mm. Look it up. Oh, no. Wormies wasn't Mass Appeal, was it? I forget. On the other side? I think it might have been. No. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll look that up later. All right. Yeah. But gonna, gonna, gonna... Mass Appeal is John and Rob Wright, though, <laughs> with Ray Carter on base, I think. What? Yeah. So For real? Yeah. Jeez. I thought the other side of Wormies was not them. Not their music. Music. Am I wrong? No. Wormies SS Social Service. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Yeah, yes. That's there what it is. is. SS Social SS Service. SS Social Service. I'll tell you what. Yep. We're going to find out the answers to all of that. Find Mass Appeals the band. When, and it's Ron and John, right? When, when the book comes out. Yeah, okay. But right now, right now, we're going to dive into a nine minute, 37 second song called The World Wasn't Built in a day, but it might have been built in the time it took to play this song. So let's hear a little bit of it. I drove to my space on that waterfront, picked up my guitar and started to play. Alone I sang for the people that I knew, for my friends and family, and for them I prayed that no storm would come and sweep them up, that no Sort of jazzy and bluesy and uh, Sprechgesang. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Um, I love this song. Um, I don't think I paid as much attention to it as I have. I, mean, I listened to this it over and over again um, in preparation for this, uh, this episode. Um, although I listened to it more than two weeks ago because uh things got real difficult the last two weeks so i'm gonna oh, I, I don't have as many uh notes as i might but uh, i love how the chorus chorus is sung but the verses are um are that sort of talk singing and i love right, how right. he um sings when the character that is him is singing like busk busking i guess by the uh by the waterside uh, by the shore um rob yeah <clears throat> I don't even understand what I wrote anymore, so I'm not going <laughs> to. It was like, um, oh, no. I love how the, uh, the, the sort of bass and uh, repeated bass line with the uh, rim shots um, and then the guitar noise, sort of snarly and uh, lots of effects. I think it's sort of the random chaos behind the everyday. And um, that's a little bit what the song is about. I think he's, he's sort of like he has a, a waking dream occurred to me that all is everyone's dead. Um, and 
he's kind of happy about it. He feels liberated. Um, but then, you know, he meets a woman at the Safeway again, you know, mundane, just like shopping. Um, mm-hmm, he drops mm-hmm. her off in the sexy swinging grocery bags. You know, it's like these, um, <laughs> Am I going to, now that all my friends and family are dead, am I going to go and take advantage of this um, mundane situation uh, where uh, clearly she's interested in me? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try and recreate um, the mundanity of the life that is left by my friends and family no longer being here. Um, And then he goes and uh, uh, sings by the waterside uh, a pan to his lost loved ones. And he hopes that these things don't happen to him or don't happen to them. I should say like, would I build a new life without family and friends? Well, not that way. I'm not going to do it that way. Um, Yeah. Uh, I love how the um, alone I sang the, um, the music gets louder and the guitar starts to be in time with the, the bass and the drums rather than being kind of chaotic snarly sounds in the, in the background. That's pretty great. Um, and then uh, it kind of comes back. The noisy guitar comes back uh, after his revelations. Like your voice uh, in my throat, all that stuff about how people are intertwined. Uh, who is the dream and who is the dreamer? Uh, I'm not sure if it's a song about love or if it's a song about relationships in general, um, where you are intertwined with other people. And uh, in order to discern yourself, um, sometimes you have to forget them and define yourself and be liberated by that. Um, Anyway, you know what they say. And then just pulls out with static until the end. Pretty great. Right. Nice. Yeah, um, don't have much more to say than that, except that it's a song that uh, I have found more affecting as I got uh, more into it as I'm, you know, in my late 40s. Right. Yeah. All right. Michelle, what do you got for us? I wrote some googly eyes that represents my face with the beginning of this song. It sounds like a wind of razors coming up to you and slicing your ears off. (laughs) <laughs> the song is very much like the cover of Bitches Brew. You get that vibe? A little bit. You know what I mean? With the cut of the like, bass line and the like, this guy walking down a dark street, dimly lit. I don't know. I wonder if they're using that same Roland effects box that was used in Self-Pity. Ooh, I had mm. that note. It sounds was, like the return yep. of Self-Pity. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I want to know personally where that thing is. I want to know where that box is. Yeah. And I think maybe Scott Henderson has it. That's just my feelings. I really dig the menacing message this song has and the delivery of it. I wonder if Rob is a content guy, since he seems to have many of these songs where he gets to profess his thoughts, feelings, and stories. Not to be a twerp, but these doozies would be good videos. Mm. You guys think so? Absolutely. Or is it? Is it? Is it with too, the right artist? Like, like I would love to see. Yeah, yeah I would love to right see. Artist, I would love course. to see an animator get a hold of some of these things. Yeah, like a really yes. top line animator create right. some shit. I yeah, don't think like black and white video or anything like that. I'd love to see an animator no, do it. No, I, I, I I've totally always thought agree. that. Same with like the tower and some other shit. Like, get yeah. get a really fucking good animator behind this music. And oh my god, it would some, be great. Oh for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sort of a scribbly, scribbly kind of hand drawn kind of style. Yeah. 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 Anybody out there who's a listener, if you're, if you're that guy, bring it. it. That guy or girl, fucking do it, it, please. Bring it. I won't pay you, but someone will. (laughs) You'll have our undying love. I have the skills to do it, but I don't think I have the time. (laughs) It's the time. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Animation is a time sucker. To to do this for the rest of your life, Matthew. It's. Mm How you give back. Anyways, this is another song where you can't help but pay attention. The music grabs you as much as the message does. A solitary, soulful piece that is as heady as it is heartfelt. Nice. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you guys will forgive me. I think I got a lot to say about this song. Um, Uh Uh-oh. This is one of my favorite songs of No Means No. Mm. Um, has been since I first heard it. I think this, uh, I love Rob in this mode. Uh, his yeah. incisively honest, much like Victory in a certain way, like there's a real resonance in this to me. This is a song to me of just a real, real, a, a, a deeply thinking man honestly looking at his own experience of being a deeply thinking man. And I think that there's... I could be 100% wrong, but this feels like a very, very autobiographical song. Not in the sense of like, this is his life, but just a moment of his experience and how he experiences the world. And this is a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fucking song in five acts. And it's amazing. First of all, though, I'd like to say nobody says the world wasn't built in a day. Nobody does. They say Rome wasn't built in a day. But you know what they say? Nobody says that. I mean, I looked around everywhere. I've, I've heard people say Rome wasn't built in a day. I looked right, around right, on the internet. Right. The only place you say the world wasn't built in a day, it's all no means no references. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else fucking says it. So, huh. But I actually think that's really interesting. I think it's interesting that he took a phrase, Rome wasn't built in a day, oh, but yep. changes it to say the world wasn't built in a day and makes it broader and larger and more like universal and but still says you know what they say right it's that's so fucking interesting and that's mm-hmm. a mantra for mm-hmm. patience right it's a mantra for saying i just have to fucking be patient one step at a time much like victory in a certain sense like i do feel like, again there's a lot of resonance in this to me yep the the musically yeah this song the starts off with I, I was actually oh. talking to I was talking to Parker about this today because this is one of his favorite songs too and oh, Parker's cool. re, Parker's really into surrealism but to him the deep idea, kid but, yeah he's very deep but to him surrealism is the experience of the uncanny and the deeply emotionally strange in uh, embedded in the normal right that's what to him surrealism means. And that's the heart of this song. It's this feeling of the deconstruction of our sense of being in the hmm. world. Why does within, Parker like no means no? <laughs> right. But within, <laughs> but within the world itself, right? Like, so the tone of it musically, you start, as you talked about, Matthew, with that growly, just deconstructed Ow! guitar that just pulls your ears apart, but then right into like a mundane bass line. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. So you've oh, got yeah. the right away you have a juxtaposition of this dark and ins- like I don't say insanity, but this grinding feeling at the edges that then just comes into kind of a menacing, but even and almost, you know, it's like a lullaby in its own way, even though it's got a menacing tone. It's it's a mantra. He sets up this mantra underneath what he's gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's very lonely. 
but it builds yeah. as he does often. He so smartly builds it verse to verse musically, not just lyrically. Yep. Musically, you can't help but pay attention. Exactly. In the first verse, there's almost no. I mean, yeah, in the first uh, set of verse, verse, there's no. There's almost just the guitar. In the second verse, they add in a snare hit. And in the first verse, the guitar actually starts to come in underneath. And by the end, like it's almost everything is playing. So he's adding in on verse to verse as the thoughts intensify, as the meaning intensifies. Right. So do more elements of the music come in. And you can really trace that out in this. And this is a song in five acts. It starts in the morning. He's driving around in the morning. He's looking at the streets. He's doing his routine, right? Probably driving to work, maybe. I don't fucking know. And then he has a waking dream, which is different than a dream. Right. A waking dream is something that occurs to you while you're awake. And so you still feel some responsibility for it. You don't feel responsibility for your dreams when you're asleep. They're a dream. A waking dream is different. A daydream when you daydream about something. Yeah, it's a daydream, but you are still conscious. You still had some responsibility for it. So daydreaming about everyone, you know, dying and then feeling free. There's a real guilt that's created here and you can feel mm -hmm. this guilt of, of this feeling, he's contending with it throughout the entire song. It'd be different if he had a dream about it, but he doesn't have to say he had a dream. He had a daydream. Mm -hmm. And that sets the tone. Because this means that's something that he consciously feels on some level. Oh, no. Is he a classic and he, and, he's, and he starts asking. No, it's deeper than no. that. Right? No, I'm, like, I'm, I'm just and I'm going to talk about that. But, but this like that's how a lot of people would look at it. So I think that's a valid question, right? But the fact is, Rob's looking at something deeply human, which I'm, I'm going to try to get at. I'm, and again, forgive me. I know I'm, I'm going to ramble on this one, but this song means a lot. Please, ramble away. So, ramble then, then, so, and then he's like, you know, he asks at the end of that verse, I, I wondered what it could possibly mean. He doesn't know yet. He's like, fuck, what does that mean that I felt free? That everyone died through these drunken car crashes? He said, what is that? He's looking at this question going, that's fucking fucked up yeah. and weird yep. that I have this feeling of freedom mm -hmm. when I'm thinking about the death of everyone. So then he moves to this verse, act two. And also that weird guitar comes in between each verse. <sighs> yeah. It's not just the once or twice, like between each verse, there's that incursion of that fucking guitar. Satan. Oh. And so then the second verse is this picking up a woman, which the words picking up, it already sets it up as a sexual encounter. I picked up a local woman in the safe way, right? There's already a sexual tone to it. Mm -hmm. And this woman, that's clearly what she has in mind. She's ready for it too. That's everything about her is <laughs> oozing sex, is oozing flirtation. But what does he want to do? He wants to talk about the fact that he looked at his father and couldn't cry upon his death. He wants to connect in a real way. He's like, mm -hmm. I don't fucking care about the sex. What I'd like to do right now is try to communicate something really fucking real. And what does she do? She tries to grab his dick. And he's like, nope, this is not it. This is not real. What? That's and in the so, lyrics for Christ's sake? Yeah, it says sake? like, yeah. she let his hand stray on my, he, she let it, her hand fall Jesus on my leg Christ. and there she let, she it, let stray. it stray. And so then he's like, nope, I'm not coming up. I'm done. No way. No way. That's not what I'm looking for. He's trying to find something deeper. The sex is not it. That's not it. So he moves on to the third verse. The third verse, he's feeling haunted by this dream he had. He's feeling so guilty. So what does he do? He tries to consciously exercise it by pulling up to a spot he knows well, my spot on the waterfront. Yeah, he yeah. parks on the waterfront, pulls out his guitar, and he tries to exercise this feeling that he's just confronted by talking about my voice through your voice through my throat cries, through my eye, through my head stare, your eyes. He's basically just saying, 
And he ends with saying this loneliness is a lie. These feelings that I had, this daydream yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, it's yeah. not real. What's real is my connection. I really, really want that. So he's making a, 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 an affirmative statement of saying, I choose to say that's not real. But then he drives away <clears throat> and it comes back. It's still there. So now yeah. we're into the fourth act. And the fourth act, fourth act, he is now fully immersed in this. It's now evening time. The shadows are lengthening. He's driving home. He gets to the porch. He's sitting on the porch. And the way he delivers this, both in that last verse with where he picks up his guitar and this, are some of the most emotionally affecting delivery that, that I know of Rob. It's so honest and so gorgeous. And it just floors me every fucking time I hear it. And when he talks about the, another waking dream of driving through a city of labyrinth streets where no one talks and no voices speak, there's no stars in the sky. There's these empty towers. He's living in a world where there is no other soul but himself. All <clears throat> that's there is him. And that's the only freedom he can, that, that he can feel. That's real freedom. And to me, this sets up this dichotomy of how we need others in our lives. And this, I'm speaking deeply personally on my, for my own on this front. And so this is why this song speaks to me. This deep, this, of course, deeply human need to connect with others, but also this deeply human realization that others are our prison. They mm. are our chains. And that hell is everything, other people. Hell is other people. Right. And that everything that we need is also what chains us to the world. And mm. that the only true freedom is not having those chains. And it's yet we could never bear that. Yeah, but we could never really bear that. But at root, it's still the truth. I want to say that I had a personal experience of this song, and, or, or let me say, rather, it came back to me very strongly going into work very free. Like, I had to go into work a couple times a week when COVID first hit, mm. and there was nobody downtown San Francisco. Empty. There were yeah. literally empty oh, towers. I bet it was surreal. There was literally no one walking. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. office building, completely empty. Yeah, I, I felt, know that feeling. I felt fucking free. And I, I walked down that street and there was this feeling of, holy shit, I am living this fucking song. I get it. I mean, I got it in a way before, but to stand there on the street and realize, fuck, yeah, what the being, the, the experience of being in the world, but without all the people was this intense relief of these pressures I normally get crushed under. And that's me. I'm a very much an introvert, right? I'm very much an introvert. I need other people, but I'm an introvert. So you are me, not. Are you really? I am. Really? Oh, 100%. Oh, I need to have time completely alone or else I go hey. fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. I, go, I, I get so agitated. I feel so chained if I don't have time to my real time to myself. And so yeah, I right, really right. feel that in, in, in what Rob is saying. The sense that what I want most in the world is also what makes it hardest for me to live in the world. And he's so honestly and brutally and beautifully putting that out in this song in a way that is only fucking Rob Wright can do. Um, oh, he is, he is I, getting, I bet he's an introvert too, actually, probably. now that you mention yeah, it. Yeah. He and, goes up on the stage and lets it out, but then he just like goes yeah. back into his cave. Yeah. You know, he's asking Jeez. one of the most found, foundational yep. ontological questions that you can ask. And he asks it very directly. Mm -hmm. This, are you and me? Or am I and you? Or are you and me? What it really exists? 
All I know is my experience. Yeah, or any of my friends here. It's exactly the same thing. Like, there's a vast, literally infinite gulf between me and you. I can Mm. never know what's happening inside of you. I can never actually know that you're real. If you're a, a, if you've thought deeply like Rob has, you come to a realization that you can never actually know that another person is real. You assume they are, you want them to be, and you feel that they are, but you can get down to a place where you say, but I don't know. I can never know what's in you. Am I in Mm. you? Are you in me? What should I believe? Tell me. And he lays it out so fucking beautifully and so nakedly, and it's so painful, but honest, that I just can't help but be floored by his ability to craft it into this piece of art. And then that last verse, which everything falls away and it's just Rob. And it almost sounds like he's getting like the mic that they raise the audio level. So he's just right in your fucking ear. Mm, And it's just Rob right in your ear, looking at his lover, lying asleep before him. The probably it makes it sound like the relationship, you know, you lie before me sleeping in a dream. The The person he's probably closest to, but he still doesn't really know who they are. Reminds Am me I, of I, you? I need I need you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. The end of that song to me is the affirmative case for yeah. how we still mean so much to each other. And this is more getting to the root of how painful that question is and how painful the realization is that I just don't know. I don't know who you are. And I want you and I need you, but I don't know. I can never ever really know who you are. What mm. should I believe? But then to end it with, but you know what they say, right? <laughs> like, I got to have patience. I'm not going to figure all this out at once. You know what they say. And the, I love the fact that he, he says it twice at the end. You know what they say, as if a question, and then with a statement. You know what they say. Right. It's so fucking good. This song is a absolute work of genius. Yeah. Full stop. Rob, I just cannot thank I cannot thank him enough for writing songs of such incisive poetic honesty about at least for myself what my experience of the human condition is. And this song Jeez. to me is is a crowning example of a long form and that's why I don't feel like this is like Bitches Brew because Bitches Brew to me is about somebody other this no, no, not, no. But but you know why I said about, it was like oh, I do, bitches, I do, bitches yeah. brew. Musically, yes. I think it was kind of the yeah. same. Yeah, for mm. sure. Mm-hmm. That's but where this, I was. That's what page I was for on. For sure. The, right. I don't know, the man. Message, this though. song is just fucking amazing. Yeah. It is fucking amazing. And after so, that quiet bit, it starts back up again. Just those four notes. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. And then a long dun, 20 dun, seconds dun. out of yeah. just slow fade out and fuzz. 20 seconds. It's amazing. It's like you walked off. You just walked walked down yeah. the street. We yeah. tout a lot of other sort of connected bands to No Means No. And I, I don't. This song reminds me a lot. Uh, I haven't talked about the Pack AD very much. They're not, they don't sound like No Means No, but I think like thematically, and they've toured with No Means No. I think they're friends with No Means No. But I have to recommend to listeners, if you don't know the Pack AD, look them up. And especially for this song, look up their video called Give Up. Oh, I'm going to look it up. I don't think I've ever heard that. Oh my God. It's just absolutely fucking haunting. 
Um, nice. I, I would actually mm. maybe, yeah, Becky Black and Maya Miller, they're two piece. I don't know if you guys know them at all, but boy, oh boy, they're a fantastic fucking band. And I'm wondering, um, I might try and see if Maya would respond at least to maybe being on the podcast. I, I don't think nice. she would. Maybe, maybe, maybe they would. Oh, well, yeah. Hope Springs yeah. Eternal. <laughs> you know all right. Say. You know what they if say. You build it, they will come. All right, you guys. So. Uh, Matthew, you get to cast the vote on this one first. I love Canada's Piss, and I love the fact of what it is and the fact that it's like this bridge between um, the infamous scientists and, and No Me's No. But uh, no, the, the, the world the, the world wasn't built in a day is such a – it's so fucking epic. It's so beautiful. It's so stark. Um, no, I got to give it to the world wasn't built in a day. All right, Michelle, and you know, go with your guts and what uh, you wrote. Look, no, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna put my vote in, but I'm happy for it. I just, I do, I am not on that level, but I loved you talking about it. <laughs> I can't believe after all that I'm gonna give this this vote. Oh Jesus! Okay, look, I'm just gonna say it. I voted for Canada's pit. All right. Well, that's but, good. That's no, good that we no, don't have because, full unanimity. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you're going to vote for, and it's great. But I just, after all that, I kind of, I don't know. I feel kind of. There, there'll be someone like, out there who agrees with I, you. Sir, sir Facton, I'm just, I'm just sitting on the, <laughs> on the surface, and I'm not diving down into it. Well, but yeah, I know what you're going to say, so just say it now. Yeah, World Wasn't do Built it. in a Day by, I yeah. don't even know, like several light years, I guess. So yeah. World Wasn't Built in a Day goes through. Yes. As does Victory, uh, the two, to me, not necessarily closely related, but certainly similarly related songs. I'm really glad they came up and we got to talk about both these songs. What a fucking band, you guys. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But no, all respect to Victoria and to Canada's Pissed. Yeah. The other interesting these thing are, about those. These are shoe-ins for me. I am so easily yeah. amused. It's so stupid. Um, but there is no bad No Means No song except for uh, Pete on the Brat. As we've discussed. Oh, so, but that's not really their song. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, you've made it through another four songs. Now we've got, of course, another nice surprise for you. We've got another uh, Andy's Corrections, uh, which, you know, Mr. Kerr, we're eternally grateful for all these, as are, I yes, know, all of our you. listeners. Oh, my God. And this time um, we got two songs he's going to talk about. Michelle, if you could pull that up, you can uh, tell us what Andy all had right, to say. All right, you want me to do my ditty? Yes, please. I was practicing it all day. I'm going to fuck it up now because I've had a couple of beers, but it's even here, better. here's Andy's Corrections Corner. <laughs> oh, Andy's Corrections. <laughs> nice. How stupid was that? That was fucking awesome. Do you know what that was? That was for I you, do. Jordan. Of course I do. Thank you, ma, 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 ma. Okay, where that. do I have this? Do I have to click this thing? I okay, know, I can't email. send you more, but I'm going to read it. I'm reading the email. Okay. Andy's corrections. Two lips, two lungs, and one tongue. Of course, this song is very influenced by wire, but the lyrics may have been sub- subconsciously been expressed inspired by XTC's No Language in Our Lungs, or could just be coincidence. That's an amazing song, says Michelle. The hook in the song is, the, is a drop quarter note at the end of each chorus. 
Would there have just been a steady four beat all the way through the chorus, the song would have been infinitely infinitely more straightforward and less catchy. The, quote, anti-solo, end quote, was like the break in Love Thang, a way to interpret the musical proceedings and at the same time serve as a bit of a poke at complicated solos in general. It should be said that, not being the most technically proficient guitarist on, the, on that particular front, I often had to find other more extract ways to add a certain texture to a song. <laughs> the end is not only ripped off of Gang of Four's Return of the Gift, but also in some way the ending of infamous scientist noise and rhythm. Oh, nice. Okay. That's it. Man, awesome sauce. Okay, the next song he discusses is stock taking. This is an old story told many times, but here it goes again. And thank you, Andy, for doing this. The lyrics are about the end of a relationship. Weeks, months, wondering if and when it's all going to end. Literally taking stock of your situation. I wanted to write something loud, yet danceable too. The original title was punk rock, quote unquote, with a word split between the two stabbing F major bar chords. The bridge of the song was taken from Devo's Snowball plus James Brown's Sex Machine. Oh, God. I, I got to stop. That's just... That's, that's so amazing to know. Jesus Christ. Okay, the I'll say the sentence again. The bridge of the song was taken from Devo's Snowball plus James Brown's Sex Machine. I had been listening to both Freedom of Choice and the greatest comp hits of James at the time. I remember having a discussion with John about how the song ended. I thought it would be best if it just came up to an unexpected stop, like many relationships. John was a bit John was a bit disappointed that we couldn't carry on quote in the groove for a while. Oh, and as for when the first beat falls in the song, these are all capital letters for the sentence. Don't get me started. Then <laughs> <laughs> he puts a big smiley face. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's that cool. Because he's that cool. And the God, I love knowing the ingredients. I fucking love the That's ingredients. That's amazing. This is, I oh. mean, Jesus Christ. Mm. If you had talked to me in the 90s and thought that I'd get to hear this kind of inside baseball, no. I'd have been oh felt like, God, you're fucking I crazy. I know, I know. Woo, baby. That's what a lot of artists do. They they just kind of take from other people who get it and relate with them. And That's beautiful. Beg, borrow, and steal. Mm. It's awesome. It really is cool. So extra ingredients, we should call it Andy's Coriander. Coriander. <laughs> I love it. I love Maybe it. It's, so. it's, that's a little bit better because he doesn't actually correct anything, right? That's a little bit of All a... Right. Yeah. Well, Andy's Jesus, candy. or Curdamom? Curdamom. Andy's Kurtz. I don't know. Uh, curds and whey, curds and whey. I can't. Oh. So, uh, shit, it's this is going to be another kind of I didn't think it would be another kind of oh. epic episode. We're already far into it. We really this super. Was a, uh, yeah, this, good this one. was a uh, trip to the to the uh, trip up north for sure. Again. Yep. Therapist and to, to the, the great white north. Office. So uh, yep. it's been fantastic. We're really, as always, a Exceptionally grateful to all of you who are giving oh, us your oh, time Matthew, and attention. It's the crab. No oh. PTSD. Make it go away. Make it go away. <laughs> all right. Matthew, so I'm gonna I'm gonna us. I'm gonna try to actually give us a little outro for real now because uh, podcasts do that. So I should. So no means no thing. Produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and excellent podcast graphics are by Matthew Kowalik. 
Michelle Strangers is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and our official oh, our, our oh, official right. Foley artist. Thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. And as always, thank you to Andy for your corrections and support. Ladies and gentlemen, if you'll join me, I'm going to walk down that road till I die. Serious. Yeah, I'm just trying to give it a real, you know, like a an actual. Every podcast I know has the something. Show, today, to well, show me your nice you warm by, boots. Brought <laughs> yeah, to you by boots. Kellogg's. Uh, okay. Matthew, you didn't have to pee. I'm proud of you. So, oh, I have to pee. Okay, well, this is a good one. Here comes our here comes our first matchup. You ready? Yep. Are you going to put it in the thing? It's in the chat. Huh. All right. All right. No big reactions from us. I'm not falling out of my chair. That'll do. Okay, let's be another. Okay, well, another one. This is not going to be a episode where we're going to fight. I don't think. Huh. Okay. Oh. Oh. I mean, okay. an <laughs> come on. An absolute classic. <laughs> there it is. Up against. Uh, yeah. All right. There it is. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. This is another uh, relatively easy. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, listener. Uh, this one. I'm not going to tear my hair out. Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to tear my hair out or rend my clothes or my garments or sacrifice children. Exactly. Uh, but good stuff. All right, everybody. Um, we are really, really grateful that you stuck around for the secret ending. Now get the fuck out. I got to turn off the recording. <laughs>